Oh, who's the important guy? <laughs> Look at the various fabrics draped on his frame. And that's all it takes. Hello, I'm Mark. I'm Justin. We're the J-Pops. And we are attempting parenting in Japan. Welcome to episode 55. Today we're going to be talking about birthday parties and some tips to enjoy them a little better and not be stressed out and mad. But first, some updates. How you doing, Justin? Oh, me? I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, old Nico is um, closing in on 14 months, so still 13 months mm. as it is as it stands now. Um, I'd say the biggest things that happened uh, this week, actually this morning, we had a photo shoot. It was oh, right. time for professional photographs. And we have a photographer that we like. He's the kind of guy that you contact and then he'll meet you somewhere and he'll follow you around with a camera. So if you have like a ceremony, then uh, he shows up and takes wonderful photos of it and so on. Hmm. Um, today, there was no ceremony or official event, but it was um, maybe peak Sakura season or maybe within mm. a day or two of peak Sakura season. Right. So we went to a park and he met us there and, and did the photos. That's cool. Uh, and he's awesome. He's great. It's like you pay for an hour of his time and then he also sorts through the photos and then sends you a package of like the, mm. the good ones. Is it pretty and, reasonable? Yeah, I'd say so for what he's doing and the quality of it. It's something, it's north of Ichiman Inn. So okay. say 11,000 yen, 12,000 yen, something like that. And how many pictures uh, do you get with that? Uh, he takes hundreds and hundreds and then he gives you the option. He'll just send them all to you and you can sort through them or he can use his photographer's eye and sort mm. through them on your behalf and then send you a package of like 30 or 40. And he just gives you the digital files and you can sort oh, okay. of do what you will with them after that. Well, uh, that's but nice. Yeah, for his level of skill and then the hours that he puts in, like going to your location, following you for an hour, uh, mm. sorting through them, sending them. It's like, yeah, seems fair to me. And we've been happy with him in the past. And he's a cool guy. He really gives you the proper amount of instruction of where to stand and where to look and, and that kind of Which thing. Which is your major pet peeve with exactly. photographers. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm paying a photographer for is to tell me how to look good in a picture. And if they don't tell me stuff, they're not worth my time. But um, we did that today. And uh, there toward the end, you know, we went to the park in our car. We parked and then we walked all around this uh, this park through different cherry blossom zones of the park and did mm. photos and we were wrapping it up and heading back to the parking lot and the guy said do you want any like final shots and i was like get a few with the freed so we <laughs> walked over to the freed and uh he got some professional photos taken with the fourth family member there um honestly though i i wanted it because it's kind of cute the license plate on our freed is two five two four Right. And okay. Japan always has a lot of like with the language and the different ways to pronounce numbers. There's like cute things that you can write in numbers. Mm. So two five uh, could be like Nigo or you could pronounce it Nico, which is our son's name. So the mm. two five is Nico. And then the two four is mm. Nishi, which is my wife's last name. And it's my son's middle name. So mm. the twenty five twenty four is like his first and middle name, Nico Nishi, right there on the license plate. Oh, interesting. So I thought that would be a cute photo with him next to the license plate. Like, Did hey, you get me. that on purpose? Yeah, yeah, we did that uh, oh, back nice. when we bought the car. That was actually kind of how we solidified his name because we bought that car 
two months, three months before he was born. And we had to choose the plate and we had been tossing around the idea of Nico. And then uh-huh. we we're like, well, if we order this plate, we kind of have to stick with it. So we got that license plate and we were. You could, I mean, board. you messed up. You totally could have gone with Niku. Yeah, we could have had Niku. <laughs> Man, it was on the table. We missed it. So many opportunities. Uh, I, uh, I drive your old truck. I don't know if the audience is aware of this, but mm. you upgraded your truck and gave us your old truck. And uh, I had to get a license plate at that point. Mm. So I got one zero three one. And this is a little Japanese numbers joke. But the one zero is 10, like the English 10, which, you know, right. Japanese people know. Japanese kids study in school and everything. And then the three is san or sa. And then the one is e. So it says Tensai, which means genius. <laughs> so I got the genius plate on the front and back of the, the K truck. The old wow. battered K truck says genius. And uh, the other car says Nikonish. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's how we roll literally in our cars. Right. Speaking of Freed, though, yeah, I heard recently you've, you finally talked somebody else into getting one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our good friend, uh, good friend Jeff, got a freed. Shout out to Jeff. Whenever he gets to this episode, um, he'll be happy to hear. He, yeah, likewise, just had a kid not too long ago, and mm. they got the freed. And um, I've I've been inside and out of his freed. I mean, just inspecting it, looking at the differences. I bet. It's very exciting. His is the freed plus. He said. So I was curious yeah. if you noticed other than the seat arrangement if there were other differences yeah the freed plus it's uh you know ours is a two 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 uh three rows of seats two each his is a two three and that means there's a lot of cargo space in the back Ah, where where we have a third row of seats they just have pure cargo right pure storage so that's the big difference um that's pretty nice but uh our situation's a bit different because we have the in-laws in town and we Mm. often go places like the five of us so i wanted sort of you know more comfortable spacious seating rather than uh cargo that's true but yeah free plus is it's pretty sweet his is a lot newer than ours so a very fancy one yeah he said he got it new yeah nice all right freed segment done (laughs) gotta check off our (laughs) advertiser requirements for this week okay uh how about your child and child to be mark how's that going um, I'll start with the quick one. The child to be is um, still in progress mm-hmm. and uh, going very well, according to the doctor. I only had a checkup last, I want to say Tuesday, and yeah, just a whole lot of ginkies. So yeah, going pretty well. No determination of sex yet. Uh, they said likely next checkup, which will be in three more weeks now from this. Mm-hmm. Are you guys, I think I've asked you before, but are you guys making lists of names already and trying to pare that down? I have a very short list right now. I think there's two names on it. Oh, okay. One yeah. for a boy, one for a girl. I think I tend to choose the names that can go either way. Yeah. I don't know if this is coming through, but it's election season here in Japan and I've got uh, somebody in oh, a van yeah. with a bullhorn going by on the street right now uh, yeah. campaigning. Loud and clear. Yeah, anyway, that's the way you win votes, is to annoy an entire neighborhood at a time. 
I saw yesterday I was driving to Costco to get the birthday cake and on the way, like in the middle of this stretch that literally has nobody walking, there was one of those politicians with a loudspeaker yelling at cars. It's a 50 road. <laughs> yeah. Like there, and there's no lights in sight. So these people yeah. aren't slowing down to listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, she was in the worst spot yelling at people who can't hear her. <laughs> remember to vote for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh she has a short name um that uh i i i jest about the japanese election system i still feel that it's far superior to the american like two years of constant ads and oh um, yeah it's a much shorter season for sure yeah and it's even legally like you know within its parameters you can't campaign before a certain date and then Obviously, mm. after the election, you're not going to campaign. I think it's two weeks or something, three weeks. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, and they have pretty strict requirements against like uh, buying advertising on television and um, and that sort of thing. So, mm. it's all very controlled and capped, and it's a far superior method. So, if they could just remove the loudspeaker vans that go around, then I think they might have the perfect system. I don't get it. Because like as soon as I start driving down the road with my windows down and my radio up, I get dirty looks. <laughs> exactly. You're I just don't the piece. understand it. I'm not even <laughs> yeah. as loud as they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, don't like that Tupac blaring. <laughs> it's because of your choice of Tupac. I've always said Japan is more of a biggie country and um, uh-huh. you want to get, you know. Yeah. Keeping the feud alive. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, what about codes, Mr. Coda? Coda is a year. We just had a birthday party yesterday that you attended. Uh, his actual birthday was two days ago. It was on the 31st. And we just had like a little small get together with me, my wife, and her dad. Yeah, that was nice. That's good. That's what we did on uh, Nico's actual birthday. His grandparents came over and we just had the five of us at dinner. And then we had the party I guess, a bit in advance of that. I think I like doing it that way. In America, I think, at least for my family, we always had just like a one-day celebration where you do like Mm -hmm. family, friends, everybody gets together and you kind of celebrate then. But we did here, at least for CODA, it was like a one-day family and then the next day was like the group event where everybody got together. And Mm -hmm. I kind of like that better. I mean, first of all, you get two days, so that's cool. But then you don't have to like do everything at the same time like we got our stuff out of the way first and then later we got all the people together and kind of celebrated yeah and there's always uh different vibes i feel like especially with the grandparents and right your wild friends and their wild children so right you can separate those vibes out a little bit yeah wise decision that's a little preview of what we're going to get into segment wise Mm which is tips for birthday parties. Maybe we could just barrel right in there. Let's do it. Segway into segmenton. <laughs> Segwayton. Segwayton. Segwaytonville. Cue the music. <laughs> so... What we decided to do here is, uh, because I'm fresh off a party too within the last couple of months, and uh, you just had your kid's first birthday party yesterday, 
we thought we would separately come up with our top five tips for throwing a successful one-year-old's birthday party. And it's probably going to be significant overlap because we um, had very similar parties. But that mm. will just reinforce the veracity of those points if we both make them. <laughs> so then you'll know that it's absolutely something to follow. So do you want to you want to kick it off since it's fresh in your mind? Okay. Um, my first tip would be to set a firm cake cutting time. Oh, good idea. Yeah, we realized yesterday, to no fault to you guys, but there was a bit of waiting around where we were, had like a group of kids who were getting super restless and staring at a cake. And yeah. we're like, okay, just one more group of people will be here soon. Yeah. And so we had to like get really creative with like ways to entertain them. Yeah. So I think um, next time I do it, I'll just be like, all right, cake's getting cut at this time. Mm. If you're here, you're here. If you're not, we'll save a piece. Yeah. That's a very good call. Uh, we, you know, I, I had talked to you before and you're saying the party was loosely going to be at two. So in my mind, I was like, okay, we should leave it like one to get there. But then Ayumi talked to Moe and Moe said that some people were coming at one. And I was like, mm. oh, should we leave at 12? But then. Ayumi was like, no, I told Moe that we'd go ahead and do Nico's nap, and then he might not wake up until 2. <laughs> and I was like, so then we'll get there at like 3 or 3.30? So we had this massive like two and a half or three hour window, oh. uh, even on the day of like, when are we going to arrive at, at yeah. their house? And then, uh, yeah, I was thinking, you know, they'll want to sing happy birthday and do the whole thing, and then will they wait on us? Won't they? It's going to be a lot of decision making. Yeah. So, we just tried to push and I guess we got there at like two forty or something, but it was mm. already dragging on for those kids who wanted that sweet, sweet cake. Wasn't that sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's uh that's excellent advice. Set a cake cutting time rather than like a party starts now time. Cause you're dealing with a bunch of other children who right. have, you know, nap times and, and that sort of stuff to work right. around. So, uh, my first tip, which might also be on your list, is just buy a Costco cake, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Why would you not? It's a not massive. Oh, yeah. It's a massive sheet cake mm. and it's like colorful and decorated. And you can ask for it like you're supposed to put in a request 48 hours, 48 mm. hours in advance. Right. If you want right. a special message. Otherwise, you could just swing by a Costco and find one that says happy birthday on it. Probably. There's no guarantee, but they usually have one around. And, uh, yeah, you can request the, you know, mm. the flavors and what you want it to look like and all that sort of stuff. And from a handful of different designs. And it only costs, it's less than 2,500 yen, right? So maybe 21, yeah. 2,200, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. it was like 2,200-ish. Yeah. I would Which say is, about that cake, though, it's not American, so uh -huh. anybody like going to a Costco and being like, oh, they have Costco cake. It's not going to be the same as the Costco in America. Mm. Like instead of icing around the top and sides, it's just like a whipped cream. Yeah. Well, for me, I would say that is to its credit because it lightens up the cake and then oh. you can just eat cake all day long, as many pieces <laughs> as you like. And it's like you've never weighed yourself down with heavy, creamy cake. Uh, Man, I was really looking forward to that icing, though. Especially, oh, yeah. like, those balloons. Like, they put it on and it looks like it's that, like, rich icing like mm -hmm. you would get in America. But it's yeah. just uh, whipped cream and disappointing. Yeah. 
Well, I'm a light cake man, so depending on the cake you're in the market for. Uh, but Costco, like, for the enormous size and the decoration of it oh, yeah. and, like, the colorfulness of it for about whatever. I mean, in dollars with the exchange rate now, it's, like, oh. 16 bucks, yeah. 17 bucks. It's crazy. It's cheap. It, you'll never find another cake for that price, especially, yeah. I think, in Japan, they tend to go more for the stripped down. Well, it's, like, tiny decorative gorgeous looking little cake mm. and you could get enough for four people and it's you know 20 30 bucks yeah. uh, for each person to have a few little bites of their own specialty cake so the costco cake is like it that is kind of an american thing of like here's like eight pounds of calories and uh <laughs> 17 please but yeah yeah 2200 yen so that's yeah my number one recommendation that's pretty good i should say it's uh they do say that it's a 48-person serving. Wow. 48-person. <laughs> I managed to cut 24 slices mm, yeah. into the cake yesterday. And, uh, yeah, I had four of those. So yeah. Yeah. eight servings for me. <laughs> yeah. Good God. <laughs> You're an animal. It was like uh, an American serving and a half. Yeah. Yeah, they were generous, big square pieces uh, i had two of them at the party i had one of them today for lunch oh nice um uh, i'm gonna go ahead and go into my second tip because it comes right out of my first tip but it's uh special cakes for young kids because uh when you're one mm. you don't want to just slap down the costco cake and all of its sweet right. sweet <laughs> sugar so um you and your wife right uh i know at least for nico i didn't I can't remember what Koto was eating, but Nico, you guys made pancakes with a little cream between them and on top, and then some right. strawberries and kiwi, and that was right up his alley. And that might yeah. be, you know, like that's on the sweet end of the spectrum for him, and yeah. it's you know several steps below what the Costco cake was going to be. So that was really perfect for him. Is that what Koto had as well? We had two versions on a family birthday night. We got this like instant pack at uh at eon and it's like it's like a microwavable kind of cake that you just kind of mix with water stick it in the microwave it does its thing and then you put whipped cream on it but he hated that like he just ate like the strawberries and the kiwi that were on it and some of the whipped cream but Mm. like we tried to get him to eat some of the cake part and he just wouldn't have it and then i tried a little bit of it it is gross Mm. like it was not a good cake it was like kind of bitter and so at the party we made the pancake cake with the same thing just icing and strawberries and kiwi and he loved that because he loves pancakes yeah nico loved it as well and i was uh very appreciative and thankful that uh you Mm. guys made a special cake for nico i guess once the kids are a bit older you know three four like kid kids then they'll go wild for a traditional birthday cake. But if you have the really young ones coming, it's good to have a secondary type of better, healthier cake for them. Yeah, we should say like none of the Costco cake was eaten by a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are fruits they must not taste. So <laughs> what do you got for number two? Uh, my tip number two would be to have an after-lunch party. Hmm. I think sometimes... I. I've been to kids' birthday parties that do it kind of in the morning and then they plan like a lunch thing and then a cake thing. That's too much. Mm -hmm. I think, especially for the people throwing the party, like 
have everybody eat and then come over and then you do the cake and the celebrating. Yeah, that is exactly my uh, tip number three is do it between lunch and dinner so that you don't have to also work up a whole lunch for people in addition to a party. Right. Um, there are also like nap times to consider. So mm. he goes a one napper per day. Now he'll nap from like 1230 to about two two thirty. Mm. Uh, so if we were having something at the house, we would probably schedule it for two thirty, um, right. and you can get him awake and pretty ganky, and then not have to worry about feeding a bunch of people other than having some snacks and drinks around. Right. So yes, totally agree. That was my tip number three. Nice. What do you got for number three? My number three was prepare games and stuff to entertain kids mm. before and after cake. Interesting. They are going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is in direct contradiction to my number four tip. Oh, interesting. What is um, that? I said the, well, the, the long and short of it is, well, just the long of it. Invite friends with kids, obviously. It's a kid's mm-hmm. party, so your friends with kids will have precedence here. Um, then I think also the baby enjoys seeing other kids. So that's probably Mm. the funnest part for a baby is just having other wild kids around their size, you know. Uh, Then I wrote games not needed. Oh. Because basically, you know, they're kids and you just have a pile of toys out there, which you mentioned toys as well. But Mm. uh, when all the kids came over to our place, you know, we have the chalkboard wall. So uh, I guess, I mean, there's like some kind of entertainment built in, but Nico's got his pile of toys in this uh, living room area. He's got chalkboard wall in his room, and then that occupied everybody the whole time. So mm. in terms of like getting a, you know, pin the tail on the donkey, pinata kind of a scenario going, it's like I, they'll be happy even without those things. Yeah, I think it depends on age group. Like if they're more like elementary school kids, then pin the tail on the donkey and those kind of games. I just mean like have things to entertain them, mm-hmm. like toys around. Um, my wife's cousin's husband has this automatic bubble machine that he mm-hmm. puts outside, and that might be the perfect toy slash entertainment thing for kids because he just mm-hmm. like sets it, and then they just run around it like crazy people making themselves tired. Yeah, that's and beautiful. Pretty perfect. And it just costs you a couple of AA batteries. Basically, yeah. Genius. All right, uh, my tip number four. Is it my turn? Uh, Yes, go for it. Uh, This one, I said, have lots of coffee and beer for parents. Mm. Yeah, good call. It is going to be a long day. Absolutely a good call. Um, I that crossed my mind. I didn't write it as a tip, but I bought uh, I don't know thirty odd beers Mm. for the handful of people coming over to our house, and then if they don't drink it all. You've got loads of beers for like a month, so exactly good to go. <laughs> but yeah, have ample snacks and drinks for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see what you have to say about this one. This is mm. my number five. Uh, I wrote, try to dissuade gifts as much as possible. Mm. Um, interesting. Because like, I find that we're just piling toy on top of toy now. and Right there's a law of diminishing returns on toys. Like once you've got 50 toys is the 51st toy that meaningful anymore, other than Mm. just adding to the volume of toy. So, um, I, am, you know, always trying to, uh, say like, no, we are swimming in toys now. So don't worry about it. Right. I don't know. I think 
it's always hard to tell people not to get stuff. Yeah, it is. Because especially if somebody else has already got something, then you show up without something and you're like, oh, I'm the douche who <laughs> yeah. didn't get anything. I'm a like, jerk. Here's a soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I brought some Pepsi. <laughs> it's not even Coke. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, uh, this is another little tip. I should have mentioned this in updates earlier, but speaking of toys, um, we just recently started a campaign where there's, you know, the Montessori method. Yeah, I, I, I know very, very little about it. And uh, I usually don't get on board with, you know, this type of technique hmm. or method or whatever. I just kind of do what sounds like a good idea bit by bit. But uh, one of the Montessori things that they promote is like have a space for toys, like a little shelf that your kid can access and then only have like five toys on that shelf. All of the hmm. toys are gone from oh. the kids' access. I've heard then, about this. Yeah, after about uh, a week or however many days, you take some of the toys away and replace them with other of the kids' toys. Mm. And the, the benefits are meant to be that the kid, uh, rather than like looking at a toy for a couple seconds and tossing it and picking up the next one and tossing it, that it seems to like encourage the kid to be a bit more creative with one toy or get the most out of it. And, uh, you know, kind of enjoy it longer. And that might help their attention span. And then, of course, on your end as the parent, you're not picking up a million toys. You've just got to organize their little five toy section. Hmm. So it uh, saves you there. So we started doing that about a week ago. And we had basically a room off of our living room that was just all of his toys there in the corner. And he would strew them around every single day. (laughs) So I put like... 80, 90% 80, 90% of all of his stuff upstairs in his closet, like closed away. Hmm. And uh, we have, that room has three toys in it. The living room has three toys in it. And then uh, I left three toys out in his bedroom. And I also put three small toys on the kitchen table for when he's eating. Sometimes he hmm. wants to, you know, play with a toy and that'll focus him. Oh, so we've got like very small pockets of toy here and there. And it has been like so much cleaner and he's not bored because he still has a lot of stuff to go around and play with. Hmm. Um, and, and it just seems like there's less chaos. I gotcha. Anyway, when we had his birthday party, we were still in full toy mode. So maybe I was kind of uh, really drowning in toys at that time. And I was thinking like, no more, please. But uh, yeah, that, that's what was informing that decision. Moe told me that you guys were doing that. We have kind of two sections where we keep his toys. One's kind of the TV living area. Mm-hmm. Then we have a little nook off to the side that has the rest of his toys. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, a lot of times he'll just stick to one area and play or just take one toy around with him, usually a block. Mm-hmm. So I don't find him like losing attention and going from toy to toy so much. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe he's not there yet. Yeah, Nico definitely did. He would pick up everything out of the box and look at it and then kind of put it down on the floor and get the next one. And then uh, once they're all out on the floor, all bets are off. Yeah, he does that a bit. He'll like examine it in the air and then just toss it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a fine wine. He swishes it around in the glass. Gets an inhalation. Vintage of block. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He tests the block's bouquet and, uh, and then spits it on the floor goes for the next one yeah well i'm always uh always trying to like limit the number of things that are just out there so when it comes to toys and and that sort of stuff it's like you know uh 
I don't know, if there's a way to um, channel the gift giving instinct in a different direction, say like it's a birthday party, but you know, we're so good on toys. Uh, if you just do want to bring a salad or something, you know, like you can <laughs> identify something they should bring, then mm. maybe that's good too. Anyhow, that was my last tip. Okay. I got one more. Take turns with your spouse or partner, hanging out with the kids and hanging out with the adults. Mm, yeah. Inevitably, one of the adults and parents is going to get dragged into the kids section. Mm. So as the other partner... Be nice and just go tap them out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That crossed my mind at the party yesterday. Um, And I think we just fell into a good balance without discussing Mm. my wife and I. But I was noticing like, yeah, somebody's got to be on top of the kid. And that means you're like sitting in the corner with two or three toddlers. Yeah. And uh, the other parents having fun and like has a lampshade on their head, totally drunk, (laughs) dancing on a table. And uh so get that one over there to watch the kids. Then. Yeah, so get that one to watch the kids, entertain the kids. They'll love it. And uh, yeah, then you can go get totally wasted and dance on the table. Right, because that's proper parenting. That's perfect. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, that's good. Surprisingly, not too many overlap with our tips. Yeah, good stuff. And um, let's head over to Japati. Japanese of the day. Today, um, we're recording this at the beginning of April. It's going to come out at the beginning of April. And this season is like entrance season to schools and things, uh, which also means that it's coming on the tail end of graduation season, Mm. uh, which was more toward middle or the end of March. And I learned something interesting, which is, um, do you know the word for graduation in Japanese? Mm, No, not off the top of my head. This word comes up for some reason when you study for the early rounds of testing, they'll throw this word in. But sotsugyo, sotsugyo means graduation. Hmm. And then there's the little word shiki, which means a ceremony. So you pop that on at the end and sotsugyo shiki is a graduation Hmm. ceremony. But uh, at my son's daycare, they had a graduation ceremony for the two-year-old kids who were, you know, graduating out of the daycare. Hmm. And they did not call it a sotsugyoshiki, but they called it a sotsuenshiki. Hmm. And the sotsu is the same and the shiki is the same, but the n in the middle, um, it's the same n as uh, hoikuen, like that n for daycare, right? Hoikuen hmm. is daycare. And it's also kenrokuen, the garden. That n just means garden. So it's uh, like that uh, little kanji out of hoikoen the garden part of it is cherry picked and put in the middle of the term so hmm. sotsuenshiki is a uh, young child's daycare graduation ceremony hmm. and uh, i watched it on zoom because they they zoom events from my kids daycare they'll send you the link so i watched the uh the two-year-olds in their business attire uh <laughs> line up single file and go receive yep. certificates from i've heard the, these are pretty formal events they're pretty formal i was amazed that um all of the parents showed up in suits and ties and when you tell <laughs> japanese parents show up in a suit and tie it's like a black suit or like a right. navy black you know it's like a dark suit 
dark tie, white shirt. It's not yeah. you know, this crazy stuff. And in America anymore, you like you go to a funeral and you'll put on a polo shirt or something, you know, like yeah, uh, and khakis. But in Japan, for your two year old, for their last day of daycare, you put your best suit on and head down. And uh, the women, of course, were wearing like uh, they're like black, you know, very conservative uh, pantsuits wow. and things. And then we've the kids themselves. Into, yeah, we've gotten into discussions in this house that I need to buy a suit. Yeah. And I, I have one. I got it a couple of years ago and I wore it when I bought it to try it on. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't call it like a ceremony suit or definitely not a funeral suit as some people oh, yeah. have. Yeah. But I just hate suits. What? Like I hate wearing ties. I hate buttoning the top of any shirt that has a button. I yeah. cannot do it. It just makes me feel constricted and like a little claustrophobic. And I like to roll my sleeves up. Yeah. Can't do that with a blazer on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could start something. Roll up your blazer sleeves. Uh, man, I at some point in my mid-30s, I really turned the corner on suits. And I only have like five suits now, I think, which is not too excessive. But um, in Japan, yeah, you, you <laughs> will need a funeral suit. And there's something like that's still very uniform in Japan. If you go to a funeral, it's a black suit and a black mm. tie and right. a white shirt. There's no alternative to this. It's like men in black, Tommy Lee Jones, like you right. wear that suit to a funeral. And there's no variation. The only thing that I've seen is that sometimes a tie will be black, but then have like a subtle black stripe on the tire. So like that's as far <laughs> outside the box as you can go. Um, so you need like that to otherwise you'll show up at a funeral and you'll be like an oddball, like you're Mm. in Mardi Gras or something because you have like a blue shirt on, you know, it's just, I feel like that's pretty important. So you got to get your black suit game organized. And then beyond that, I feel like a suit is a cheat code in life that for no reason other than the fabric on your body places you above other people. (laughs) It's amazing (laughs) to me that like people still just like, subconsciously they kind of heap respect on somebody wearing a suit and uh if you want access to that drop a few hundred dollars get a suit (laughs) put it on and then you just you get to live in that world where people think you're good at stuff no japanese required yeah exactly (laughs) that you're worth saying oh who's the important guy look at the various fabrics draped on his frame and that's all it takes and once i realized that i was like i'm going to hoodwink and sucker all these rubes who buy into this like nonsense lie. And, rubes. Yeah, I do it. I do it from from that position, and I I'm really happy about it. It's kind of devious, but like wearing a suit is in itself just a it's mm. a very simple power play that just gets you some level of respect. And as an illiterate foreigner, it's like someday. I have to do whatever I can. Someday I'll just wear my suit over to your house. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then other people in my neighborhood will be like, is the mayor visiting Justin? My God. The mayor of America town? You guys so, wear a suit. Are you going to wear a suit to your kid's daycare graduation? Is this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to wear like the black one and go all formal? Well, I've got a another suit which is a step down from my funeral suit but it's it's black and it has subtle pinstripes oh. so i use that one 
in case of something that's a little more festive. I'd wear that to a wedding, uh, hmm. still keeping it black and respectful and professional. But it's got a, you know, there's a little a little saucy jazz thrown in. <laughs> I'm just saying the first words that come to my head. There's uh, saucy and you know, jazz. <laughs> it's like I'm it's like I'm at carnival. I've got uh, gray pinstripes on a black suit and I'll I'll maybe have a, a black tie with a stripe on. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably go for that suit. Interesting. I, I have now gird yourself because this is very intense, but I have a blue suit, like I top have to a bottom. Blue suit. Oh yeah. Mine's That's blue. good. That's like as stand out as you can possibly be. I've got another suit. That's like a, uh, kind of plaid, but it's just like black, gray, white with a kind of distinct plaid pattern in it I feel like i've seen that one. Oh yeah it's also got a bit of red thread woven through mm. the plaid and so that one is loud as anything i feel like a used car salesman um, <laughs> so i kind of go off the deep end with my suits i don't know if i'm getting the respect i i should be i might be shooting myself in the foot with those but uh still you definitely stand fan. out though yeah yeah, for sure. Especially shopping around at Elon. Yeah, people, yeah. <laughs> people think you're some kind of boss. They think you're that much higher up the chain that no one can tell you how bad your suit looks, so that you must really be a CEO of something. Mm, okay, but, so I'll get a really ugly suit. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Okay. I can give you some recommendations afterward. Okay. Thanks. Uh, but that was to the Sotsuenski. I mean, hmm. literally everybody in there is two years old and then a bunch of people in the most conservative professional clothes you've ever seen. Hmm. Cool. Very yeah. good. I, uh, I've i got a McQuiffy, if you're ready to jump over to that island. Perfect. Let's island hop, baby. So I noticed when you guys came over to the party that Nico's got a wicked left hook. Yeah. Um, what, I guess, how are you guys dealing with that? As Like with a toddler, are you implementing any kind of like punishments or like ways to try to avoid it? Like yeah. How are you dealing with it? That is an excellent question. And uh, that's something we've been thinking about a lot because uh, Nico's gone for, uh, just full on hitting in the face, like when yeah. you hold him. And <laughs> he's always had a very fast strike. Like, you mm. know, you I don't know if Coda's the same way, but you'd be trying to feed him with a spoon. And before you can pull the spoon away, he's just whipped it out of your hand with like a very fast hit. Coda is much slower with that stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but Nico's got an amazingly fast hit that he can do. And, uh, <laughs> It's the most tigery thing about him. He's got the tiger kanji in his name. And so when he does the quick slash with his hand, it's very mm. tigery. But uh, he turns that against your face oftentimes. And he can't help but sometimes claw you. And uh, I had a scratch on my face that took a few days to heal. My wife right mm. now has a scratch on her face that's healing up where he just mm. like gets you across the cheek. And um, this is the first time, you know, it probably started in the 13th month. And it's the first time we really did any kind of vague disciplining of him because before that, the kid just doesn't know what's going right. on. But now it's something that we worry about taking him to daycare mm. uh, if he's just got like free reign to hit people in the face. That's going to be bad at daycare. So 
whenever he does it to us, which is just about every day he tries to get a swipe in on the face, we like grab his hand and hold it like just so that he can't freely you know move his hand around and then that frustrates him mm. it's obviously not painful but you're just keeping his hand in place so right. he can't be swinging anymore and we give him the stern like no and you know shake the head and like no that hurts do you understand that's bad mm. and then like the stern voice the holding of his hand and then he gets really uh frustrated and like puts his head down and gets fussy so he knows that something bad is occurring then Hmm. Um, and I think that that's like some discipline is registering with him. Gotcha. So you don't, you don't hit him back. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> I never, I've never taken a swipe at him. I hold myself back at the last second. I, you know, raise my hand, hand in the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why you little, that's what I say to him a lot, but, um, no, I just kind of, uh, that's as much as I think would register because there's obviously you can't do like an A leads to B leads to C. Like, okay, you hit me in the face, so now I'm going to take a toy away or right. something. Like, he'll never put that message together. There's no. nothing like a timeout that you can do. And then, um, obviously, stuff like spanking or hitting back, you're basically teaching your kid, like, you can solve problems with violence sometimes. Like mm. this. Wham, wham, yeah. wham. <laughs> so, Don't hit me or I'll hit you. Yeah, exactly. So that's just, like, doesn't make logical sense. So then the only thing you can do is... um you know, he wants to be having a good time and moving around. And so right. if you kind of keep his hand down and give him the stern voice with no smiles, mm. then he, you can tell he's like feels bad and like puts his head down and that sort of thing. Hmm. But um, he still takes the swipes at us. So I don't know. I think we just have to put more time into it because we've only been doing it for, you know, a week or so. And it's honestly right. only happened four or five times. So it probably takes him a while to learn. Yeah, it's like a sudden thing too. Like, yeah, I don't even. It doesn't even seem like he's trying to do it. Yeah, he's just exuberant, really. Yeah, and uh, it's also weird because like he can hit you on your shoulder or something, and it's even kind of funny. Like he's just mm. got a lot of energy, and then he's like patting your shoulder hard. But if he did that same move and hit you in the face, it would actually be painful. Um, or right. he would like cut your face, which he has done. Um, and then today when we were doing the photo shoot, the photographer was like, okay, what if the parents, you both like lay down in the grass and then mm. uh, let's put the baby on the dad's back. And so Nico is like kind of like sitting on my back and then mm. the back of my head is right in front of him. So then he's just slapping away at the back of my head, which is he's having a blast and laughing and it's fun and cute, but just a few inches away and it's totally not cool anymore. To hit someone wanna, like near the eyes, I or see whatever. those pictures. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was like his happiest moment of the day was when he had free reign to just slap me in the back of the head, and it's cute because it's like his little baby hands, you know. Up there. You like you can... flat down, your face is in the grass, and yeah. he's just like yeah, exactly pummeling you. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Norm Macdonald joke. Shout out to Brian. Um, kids are a lot less cute when they're. Uh, I forget how it goes. They're a lot less cute when they're teenagers and they've got you down on the lawn and they're punching you in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was our first step to that today. He was like, yeah, just nice. grinding my face into the mud. <laughs> but it is, um, you know, it's just his exuberance and his excitement that right. makes him kind of pinwheel his arms around. Mm. It's just the fear of him doing it at daycare that we feel right. like we have to kind of put a stop to it. But then is he getting the message because... 
he can hit us other places on the body and it's just kind of cute and i don't know yeah. if he makes sense of it all yeah i haven't seen coda do any kind of hitting yet which i'm i'm really glad about but he's a little bit of a biter oh yeah and i, I haven't been sure how to deal with that my my go-to is just to kind of when i notice he's about to do it just kind of like totally distract him with something else uh, so yeah. he forgets it and yeah. so far he hasn't gotten me, but he's gotten Moe a couple times. And yeah. she kind of screams a little when he does it because obviously it hurts. The yeah. kid's got a lot of teeth now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that kind of thing might be good too, like uh, Moe just giving a yeah. shout, you know, because yeah. that would shock the kid. Mm. And it's not like you're yelling at them, but you're kind of making a normal reaction to the pain of what's happening. Yeah. Sometimes so, he takes it the wrong way and thinks that, as a game yeah i think so fun now there's a real fine line yeah it's a weird age because they don't really have intent generally and so then how do you discipline something out of someone when they're not intending to do anything that bad right uh but then at the same time there are real negative consequences if it totally goes unchecked like Mm. said like hitting another kid or something so you have to kind of do something but we're trying to like walk that tightrope right now with them yeah all right well dad jokes okay i got two i've got three here i will uh start off um these are all birthday themed since we were talking birthdays today oh damn i didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm so much more seasonal um this one, I know, I feel like we've done this before, and it's so hilarious, but I think you told this one on the podcast before. Oh. What did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? I don't know or He's... don't remember. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I, matey. <laughs> I definitely never said that one. Really? <laughs> Such a good joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is... Not a question answered, just a kind of a one-liner. Uh, the Dalai Lama has been arrested for gambling. Apparently, he likes to bet. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I was just <laughs> thinking of like, how is the make me one with everything gonna? Oh, gonna work in this? <laughs> Somebody, you can find this on YouTube. Somebody told that joke to the Dalai Lama. Like the, the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza place and says, make me one with everything. <laughs> and uh, the Dalai Lama, who only half speaks English, was like, eh? And just kind of like smiling, but didn't get it. It's the perfect joke for the scenario that yeah. doesn't go over at all. And it's uh, it's worth watching. I don't know. I've, I've seen him speak. Like I went to one of his conferences when he was in Seattle. Like oh, yeah. Maybe 20 years ago. Wow. And that dude... That dude likes to joke. Yeah. He's so, a I'm he's sure a happy... after that scene, he's like, tell me that joke. <laughs> yeah, tell me that joke. Explain <laughs> explain how yeah. you're leveraging the double entendre <laughs> in this joke. But uh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh my next joke. This this one's just brutal and dark. Okay. Uh what goes up but never comes down? Your age. Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of like depressing yeah. but yeah it is <laughs> anyway happy birthday happy birthday uh all right um son says to his dad can i eat the last piece of cake in the fridge 
dad responds, sure, but the dining room would be more comfortable. Hi-yo. Oh. Good stuff. <laughs> My last joke, I think it pretty much hinges on the, exactly the same kind of thing. It says, uh, as I handed my dad his 50th birthday card, he looked at me and said, you know, one would have been enough. <laughs> nice. Zoink. Uh, good All times. Right. Good times. I'm going to leave it to you because I don't have any of my notes. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We hope this week's episode was informative and interesting. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either on Twitter at jpopspodcast or by email at info at the jpops.com. Talk to you next time. It's cake time. <laughs>